These old days, singing days are going to be over. One of these old days, praying days are going to be over. But we want to hear your welcome voice say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things, but now make your ruler over many. God, we thank you for her life. And God, I pray that you will continue to bless us, oh God, and we will be blessed. Love us, oh God. And we will be loved. Keep us, oh God. And we will be kept by your power. It's in the name of Jesus. Not in the name of Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob. But it's in the name of Jesus that we seal this prayer. And we count it done. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all the believers that love the Lord say amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Yeah. 
Every day will be Sunday The Sabbath will do nothing But just sing Sing and praise His holy name And we say Well done Walk around, walk around heaven all day. Lord up above, I know you hear me. I know you hear me praying. One more time. Let's give God some praise. Thank you, Miss Naomi. She is what I consider our old school diva. 
she can sing just about anything. Don't you believe that? Amen. To God we give the glory. Thank you so much. We're thankful right now that we have arrived to the time in our worship service where individuals will come and they will give words of tribute. And um, and I want to call them in this order and I want you to come to this particular mic. When you get there, um, pick up one of the microphones and um, the usher will make sure that the microphones are cleaned after you use them or... Um, Brother Scott Gibson will do that. But we will call you in this order. Sister Sonny Stevenson will come first after she comes. Sister Ruby Rory. Um, and then um, Sister Rachel's son, Deacon Willie J. Harris, is going to come. And after he comes, we will then hear the voice again of Reverend Aaron McCoy as he shall come. So please put your hands together and receive them in that order. Good morning to everyone. Giving God the highest praises to our pastor, Reverend Robert C. Scott, Reverend Monica Redmond, and to pulpit guests and any other pastors in the building. It's an honor and a pleasure for me to be here to give my deepest sympathy to the Harris family. My name is Sonny Stevenson. I am a member of the hymn choir. I'm standing in the place of our President, Brother William Hunter. I am a former hymn choir president who I served for many years with Sister Harris. I loved her dearly. She was a wonderful lady, a wonderful Christian. She loved everything she did here at the St. Paul Church. On the hymn choir, we had many days of rehearsal and many things that we've done within the community, serving other churches and visiting many churches on different occasions. Sister Harris was a very kind, compassionate, quiet individual, was always the one that was on time, read scriptures, done prayer, sung songs, and she loved her church family. To the family from the hymn choir, we loved her very dearly. There was no complaints ever made from her during the times of service on the hymn choir. Sister Harris was that type of person that um, you were always loved no matter what. When you seen her, she had a great big smile on her face no matter what time of day it would be or what the occasion may be. Sister Harris was just that wonderful, adorable person. I'm sure she will be truly missed. And to the family, to the family, God gave you a wonderful jewel. She will be truly missed, but never forgotten. And I would like to read this poem at this time to you. Always in your heart, picture me as I was full of life and love. 
Although not with you now, I'm watching from above. I know how much you miss me, and I miss you too. It was my time to leave, as each of us will do. Although not in your arms, I'm always in your heart. The precious love we shared means we are never far apart. Just remember that she will continue to be that light in your life, do the things she loved doing, cherish them, but she will always be by your side. Thank you for allowing me to speak on the behalf of the hymn choir. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to St. Paul Baptist Church. We as ushers will truly miss Miss Harris. I'm going to miss her the most. I've done my crying. Still got a little bit more in me. As well as that, her best BFF friend of traveling. Her and me as well as Miss Shirley Haley. Went on a lot of missions on behalf of St. Paul Baptist Church and also for Usher's unions, Usher's birthdays at many other churches. A humble lady she is and will always be. She was dedicated to this church, dedicated to our past Emeritan Gregory K. Moss, she loved him a lot, as well as she does, did you, Pastor Scott. She loved you. So I want to thank everybody, all the friends that have come and joined with us. She taught me well as usher, stand by my post, go and be there. I want to thank Scott Gibson for being one of her presidents over the music ministry. Thank you so much on her behalf. She would give out hugs and she gave out prayers all the time. So for all the great grands, all the grands, all the children, brothers, and many, many friends, she prayed for you. She prayed all the time. So I want to thank all of you for being here today and let you know she was my jewel. And I'm going to miss her. Miss Haley's going to miss her. I know y'all meant to see Miss Haley today, but I'm here for Miss Haley. And I want y'all to keep a smile on y'all face and keep traveling. Follow those little young ones that's back there. Get your vaccinations. She wants y'all to stay healthy. For anybody that hasn't, she would want y'all to stay healthy. Get into the church. Be a part of the church. Do for God as she has done for God. Thank you.
to Reverend Scott, Reverend Redmond, and to my pastor, Reverend McCoy, and to each of you, God bless you. Uh, I thought Sister Stevenson wasn't going to hit a hymn for me because my, my mother loved hymns. And what I'm going to ask you to do is help me with just a little bit of one before I go into it. She used to love this hymn. So. When I've done the best I can, oh Lord, and I can't do no more, oh Lord, yeah, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, the be accepted in thy sight, oh She had a couple strokes. And uh, it didn't stop her from singing. Mm-hmm. It didn't stop her from praying. It didn't stop her from witnessing. And she also ministered while she was there. Uh, the speech therapist said that she had a stroke in her mouth. They was trying to get her to where she could go to rehab. But she never could pass the, the, the test. But you know what was unique about that? She still could talk plainly. She still could pray. She was witnessing. And, I, you know, I asked my mom the question. I said, Mom, they tell me that you, 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 you're not eating. I said, Mom, you got to eat. You got to eat in order to go to the next stage of rehab. She said, the food is just not good. I just can't eat it. It's making me sick. It's making me sick. So, but you know, that didn't stop her from praying. Uh, I, think about, I think about a young lady in one of the rehabs, uh, places that she went to. She said, uh, I need to talk to you. You her oldest? I said, yes, I'm oldest son. She said, your mother grabbed my hand and she said, can I pray for you? The young, the young lady said, yeah, sure, you can pray for me. You can pray. And my mom prayed for her. She said something went through her that she never experienced in her life. You know, I used to tell mom, I said, mom, you got to help me get out of here. So God got some more work for you to do. 
Little did I know that she had her work was right there at that hospital. She had some work to do in the in the rehab. She had some work to do, and she witnessed to that young that young lady went around the hospital and told everybody the experience that she had with that prayer. And I kind of could relate, could relate to it because Mama prayed over me one night, and and I ain't never heard her pray like that in my life. And then she consulted God and said, this is my oldest son. He's going to need you. He's going to need you. And I couldn't figure out what mama was talking about. And that night, I just, I couldn't rest that night. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, know, realize what she was talking about until the spirit gave it to me and said, when I gave you in, left you in charge to take care of these kids when I, we went to work, you was in charge. I'm charging it back to you. So it made me say, well, she's getting ready to go home. And you got to be in charge of these, uh, these kids again. All of us in our 60s now. Why would she want me to, to be in charge of these just 60-year-olds right here? But that's what she was telling me. They still going to need some counseling. They still going to need, you know, some help with some words and encouraging to, to, to them. And I bust out crying and said, thank you, Lord. Because that was a charge on me that I got to keep. Sometimes my brothers, I, when I was small, I used to always want to beat them upside the head, but I wouldn't do it to them. I love every one of them. And the one thing that mama always taught us, in, before we even touch one biscuit or a piece of cornbread, she always made sure we said our grace. Yes, sir. Went to bed at night. Did you say your prayers? That's what she used to say. Did you say your prayers? She always consulting God. She always prayed. You know. She always prayed. She always prayed. I'm a missile. You know, God is all our friend. But Mama was, at, you know, you know, Mama was my friend. But God was my first friend. But Mama was my friend as well as my mother. Wonderful lady. She taught us a lot. Say, always be at peace with all men. You know, treat everybody right. You know, don't let nobody take you from where you need to go. That's what mama used to say. She used to tell us that. And I used to always feel good about it when I took go talk to my mama. She'd look at me, uh-oh, he in trouble again. What do you need now? But she would give, always give me some good advice. You know. And I'd always seek ye first the kingdom of God is righteous. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Matthew 6, 33. And all other things shall be added on. Thank you, and, and God bless you all. Amen. Grace and peace be unto you, all of my father's children, to the very fine and efficient pastor of this church, the Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott, uh, to the executive pastor, my sister, the Reverend Dr. Monica Redman, and especially to you, the Harris family, let me first uh, thank you, Dr. Scott, for this opportunity just to uh, share a word on behalf of the Mount Vernon Missionary Baptist Church of Charlotte Incorporated. We thank God for the life, the legacy, and the love of Sister Rachel Harris. And we thank God and uh, we're forever grateful for uh, Deacon Harris and his entire family. He serves uh, as the vice chairman of the Board of Deacons at the Mount Vernon Church. 
And as just as he said, uh, there were times when he would come and uh, he and I would share about his mother. And one thing that he would always remind me is that uh, no matter what his mother went through, uh, she did not forget about God. Uh, she was constant uh, believer of Jesus Christ and she would pray and she would break out in song. And I believe that she knew what the apostle Paul said. He said that we know if this earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, that we have another building, a house not made by hands eternal in the heaven. So on behalf of myself and the Mount Vernon Missionary Baptist Church, you all have our deepest sympathy and our condolences. Dr. Scott's story is told of a little girl uh, who was taken to the airport by uh, her parents. Uh, this was her first uh, time flying and uh, they took her to the terminal and she got on the plane and as uh, the plane got ready to take off, uh, the little girl had tears rolling down her eyes. Uh, her parents sat and they watched her as the plane took off and they had tears rolling down their face. And then as she made it to her next destination and she went and she made and touched the tarmac, that same little girl that was crying, uh, she wasn't crying anymore. But when she got off the plane, she met a crowd and they had signs that said, welcome home. They had signs that said, we missed you and welcome home. Harris family, I want you to know just a few days ago, your mother had a flight that she needed to catch. And she caught Grace and Mercy Airlines. And there was a crowd on the other side. Although you were crying on this side. Although you had tears in your eyes on this side, there was a crowd on the other side that held signs that said, welcome home. There were signs that said, we missed you. And I'm grateful today that she's on the other side with her heavenly father and she's resting in the bosom of Jesus Christ. God bless you and may heaven forever smile upon you. And we love you on behalf of Mount Vernon Baptist Church. God bless you. Come on, put those hands together one more time. We want to thank the Lord for Sister Sonny Stevenson, Sister Ruby Rory, Deacon Willie Harris, and definitely, definitely my little brother, Reverend Aaron McCoy. Put your hands together for all of the words of tribute they gave today. Um, they painted such a picture, a picture uh, Sister Rachel Harris, that what it really was befitting of who she really was. And so I'm thankful for them and I'm thankful to you. Thank you guys for being here today. On behalf of this family, I say thank you. Thank you if you sent a card to them, if you made a phone call, if you sent a text, an email, whatever you have done to assist them during this time of bereavement. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you. But I also want to say to you, don't let today be the last day that you reach out to this family because they're going to need you more after today. So can we agree that we will continue to call them? We'll continue to stop by the house, continue to send them texts because we're going to they're going to need you more after today. I mean, we're we're here today together, but 
after everything is over, after everyone has gone back home, they are going to need you to call them, to check on them. So why don't you signify right now that you are going to do that by putting your hands together, giving God some praise, letting them know, listen, family, we are with you, not just today, but in the days and in the weeks and in the months to come. So after the singing of our next selection, the next voice you will hear will be that of our pastor, the Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. Put your hands together for him as he comes.
So I want to come to share words, hopefully and prayerfully, of encouragement to this family. I want to thank all of those who have come before, uh, Sister Stevenson and Sister Rory and Deacon Willie and Pastor McCoy. And thank you, Dr. Redmond, for giving leadership in this service. Before I get started, I just also want to thank our ushers and our music ministry and our media team for providing service that is helping to facilitate um, this experience being broadcast throughout social media. Sister Harris is going to be missed. Um, they don't make them like her anymore. We're living in a time, um, uh, Ruby, that people always looking for something in return, and that was not how Sister Rachel was. Whatever she did, she did to the glory of God. And Sister Rachel is going to be missed beyond measure because she had her hand in almost everything here at the church. From Sunday morning worship to the women's ministry to singing in the hymn choir and the gospel choir and serving as an usher, she's going to be missed. But God has a reward for those who serve him diligently. The songwriter was correct when those poignant words were penned, may the works I've done speak for me. To this family, I want to, if I could, I just want to lift up this passage of scripture coming from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. And it reads something like this. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved, grieved by various trials. Stop right there. Just for a few brief moments, I want to talk about now what? Now that mama is gone. Now that grandmama is gone. Now that aunt is gone. Now that our friend is gone. Now what? I know many of us who gather here from near and far have heavy hearts and sorrowful spirits. As we come and we Remember, reflect, and reminisce about the life, the light, the love, and the legacy of Sister Rachel Harris. God called her from time into eternity a few days ago, and we are ever thankful for the deposits that she has made into our lives through her words, her wisdom, and her service. But yet we have to admit that her latter days were kind of trying um, that if she could have chosen another route she would have but yet aren't you glad that God has the final say those pains that sister Harris experienced in her latter days were nothing but text messages from eternity to remind her that she did not come here to stay and the unfortunate reality is that we all got to one day pass through what is called the valley of the shadow of death. How we live will determine how we die. 
not in the mode or method of our dying, but whether or not death will be the ultimate end or transition to something more marvelous and more majestic. As we celebrate and commemorate Mother Rachel Harris, we are grateful for all she did here at the St. Paul Church. Her service to the usher ministry, her singing in the hymn and gospel choir, her work with the women's ministry were more than commemorable. Sister Rachel, when she was able, was always on post and always on point. And I'm here to let you know that God will reward those who do his work faithfully and diligently. Nevertheless, I hate to admit that even Mother Rachel could not escape this moment. That all of us, unless Jesus tarries, will have to pass the same way that Sister Rachel has gone. And death, unfortunately, is the result of sin. Because it was never God's intention for any of us to have to go the route of death. It was God's desire for us to enjoy God and each other forever. But yet when Adam and Eve messed things up in the garden, death became our lot. As a matter of fact, on your best day, you and I are sick enough to die. And that's why Job said, the Lord giveth. And the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yet, there's this thing called grief. Grief. And, and, and Pastor McCoy, grief is strange. Grief causes you to swing between smiling and sighing, laughing and crying, trusting and doubting, anger and joy. Pastor from Kenya puts it this way. I only know God's faithfulness is filling the void that is left when a beloved one is taken from us. The pain and grief are real and it is a season we must embrace. I want to say to this family that right now grief is part of your season. And the impact of grief is universal. Regardless of age, class, race, ethnicity, socioeconomic status, grief will come and mess you up. And when we look at the Bible, the Bible is filled with moments of grief. Jesus grieved when his friend Lazarus died. Jeremiah dealt with grief. Peter dealt with grief. Paul dealt with grief. Ruth dealt with grief. David dealt with grief. The early church dealt with grief. And this family now has to deal with grief. Yet in the text, the apostle Peter is addressing a scattered band of believers who have been removed from their homes, their families, their possessions, and their jobs. They find themselves dealing with being persecuted because they are believers in Jesus Christ. And he writes these words, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you have to suffer grief because of various trials. He deals with it head on, grief. And I want to say to this family, you got to deal with it. Head on. Don't run from it. Embrace it. Because this is something we all must deal with. I know you've prayed. I, 
I know your hearts are heavy. I, I know you're hurting. But I'm here to let you know that God will keep you even in the midst of your grief. And God will wipe the tears from your eyes because of death. So, so how can I deal with grief, Pastor? How does the healing process begin? A couple of things that I bid you all to do. First of all, don't run from your feelings about losing Mother Rachel Harris. We must respond to how we feel as we grieve. And when it comes, don't fight the tears. When it comes, don't fight the anger. Embrace it, expose it, or else it's going to create stress in you. Like Martha, when Jesus showed up four days later after Lazarus' funeral, she was angry and disappointed with Jesus. And Martha came to Jesus with her rawest feelings, and Jesus was able to handle it. Jesus did not get turned off because Martha was in her feelings. He embraced her and said, show me where he laid. A God that cannot handle your feelings is not a God worthy of your faith. God is big enough to handle whatever feeling you're dealing with right now. And he wants you to be real and authentic. But then as you embrace your grief, remember the times you had with Sister Rachel Harris. That if you're going to move from this place of sorrow, you must be willing to remember the times you had as family and friends. And this isn't something you should rush. This loss must be reviewed. And in these times, you got people who will tell you, you need to get over it. You need to move on. You need to fix it quick. But back in biblical times, people used to lament the loss of a loved one. As they engage in reflection and remembrance. And so I want to say to this family, remember the conversations. Remember the laughter. Remember the good times. Remember those special moments. Remember Sister Rachel Harris and how she loved on you. Forget those who said that grief is a lack of faith. The devil is a lie. Grief is natural. And in God's wisdom, he gave it to us so we could remember. Because I want you to know that tears of sadness will one day be transformed into tears of joy. This service is not the middle or the end of grieving, but it is the beginning. And then finally, lest I hold you too much longer, rebuild your life apart from Sister Harris. I know that's going to be tough. Because Dickie Willie, you can't go see mama now. In the nursing home. Children, you can't give her a phone call anymore. You got to rebuild. How long is this going to take? I don't know. Why is this happening? I, I, I don't know. Where is God in all of this? God is where God has always been. Right by your side. So the rebuilding comes when we turn to the Lord for our help. That's why the psalmist said in my anguish, I cried to the Lord and he answered me by setting me free. Understand you rebuild by understanding that grief is the price you pay for somebody you love. You can't grieve somebody you hate. Grief is the price you pay for somebody you love. And then rebuild by being aware 
that God will give you another day. The psalmist said, weeping may endure for a night, but, but joy will come in the morning. But I've held you too long, but I want to also let you know, also rebuild by standing on the promises of God. And this is where I want to take my seat because I'm here to let you know that Mother Rachel Harris had a promise from God that is written down in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. When Paul said, and now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, for we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For one day the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruption must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. And so when this corruption has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass that saying, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death! Where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Y'all got to excuse me. I did not mean to get this excited, but I'm glad to let you know that now Sister Harris has what we don't have. And no, she is not an angel because she does not have angel wings up there. But she got something better than angel wings. She got a brand new body. A body that will be able to bask in the glory of God. She got a brand new body that will allow for her to bask in the honor of God. She got a brand new body. And she's now giving God praise. Why? Because there's no more sickness, no more trials, no more troubles, no more headaches, no more heartaches, no more dementia, no more Alzheimer's, no more tears, no more death. Uh, remember I said, uh, the question is, uh, now what? Can I tell y'all now what? Uh, Sister Harris has fought the good fight. Uh, now what? Uh, she has finished her course. Now what? Uh, she has a crown laid up for her. Now what? Uh, her mind has been renewed. Uh, now what? She can claim the healing that God has for her. Now what? She can sing that song. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ. The solid rock I stand all of the ground. Now what? Now what? What a word. Have you been blessed today? Oh, come on. Have you been blessed today? What a word we have heard from our pastor today. I want to invite our funeral directors to come at this time. We will continue these services at Beattysport Memorial Garden. But I want you right now to put your hands together one more time for the word of God that has been preached in this place today. To God we give the glory. To God we give the glory. Great things he has done. Amen. Pastor Scott is going to come now and we're going to meet on the floor but we want to invite individuals who um, would like to um, get the flowers for us, flower bearers and casket bearers, if you will come. Casket bearers to our right and flower bearers to our left.
those that would be serving as pallbearers, could you come down at this time, please? I think we may need. Amen. Come on, come on. God bless you. I'm going to ask everyone with the exception of the family, would you please stand at this time? I don't know how to play a piano. I will see Scott. I think he may have had to do something else. All right. Okay. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my father's house, there are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also.